welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road and Monday once again, Mike. We're doing another craft distillery. We are. Who do we have today? So uh, I'd seen this on plenty of shelves and I passed it up and passed it up and passed it up. I just kept walking past it. But uh, finally I pulled the trigger on it. $39.99. It's Oak and Eden finished whiskey. So why did you pass it by? I don't know. I just didn't get that concept of that spire inside the bottle. I guess, it, you know, I don't like tequila with a worm in the bottle either. Yeah. Well, let's kind of explain to everybody so they understand what we're talking about here. So most whiskeys are finished in wine barrels or used whiskey barrels or rum barrels or some other type of secondary finishing to create some added flavors to the original whiskey. Yeah. What they do with this one is they insert a wooden they call it a spire. It's a spiral-shaped wooden rod that just fits through the opening of the bottle, the neck of the bottle. And each one of those spires has a different characteristic. Yeah, this is the toasted oak one. Um, I might have got cheated on this bottle. I don't know. It, I didn't. I thought the juice would be darker. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that the toasted oak. Well, first of all, let's be fair. These are relatively young whiskeys to start with. Yeah, from what we know, it's a two-year-old bourbon that, from what we understand, is sourced from MGP in Indiana. It's their high rye mash bill. Yeah, 36% rye, 60% corn, and 4% malted barley. Okay. So it enters into the bottle, and then an additional, I don't know, what you artifact. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know, you know how long is it set on the shelf for? So, you know, does that? Sure. I guess you could say it continues aging, but, I mean, the, the piece of wood is not that big. Right. I mean, it's a small piece of wood. It is spiral cut to expose more surface area, but I'm sure it has some effect on it. It's got to have something. So we're going to find out. I actually think this is 90 proof. I think it's probably up your alley because that high rise. Yeah. Well, we shall find out. Now, we drank a lot of MGP lately. We have. A lot of people source from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good solid source for um, well-made bourbon. Yeah. Well, let's try this thing. Let's try Just it. Know it. Knows it first. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of youth there. A little bit of cereal on the nose. It's kind of pungent for me on the nose. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't have a whole lot of malted barley in it, so, so I'm not sure what that is, that, that rye that's coming yeah, through. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting rye on the nose. There's no doubt about it. But it does have that corn, that kind of, I, I don't want to say a corny. Oh, I'm going to say a corny. It's got a corny nose to it. Corn dog? Corn. I don't know if corn dog. Corn, corn bread? Yeah, corn bread. I think more corn bread than corn dog. I mean, corn dog has corn bread around the outside of it. So I guess you were probably right to start with. But I'm a big fan of corn dogs. Big fan. 
Where's the original corn dog made at? Do you know? I don't know. Coney Island? Nope. Where? Springfield, Illinois. Oh, really? I'm pretty positive on that. It's uh, There's a little place there that says they're the original place the corn dog was made, and they have a little machine that holds like five of them together and dips <laughs> it in there. Do they have a big giant corn dog up on a like a statue of a corn dog? World's largest corn dog. No, but they do definitely got a sign it. You know, when you're driving down the interstate, you can see that sucker. I was driving past there and I had a bunch of guys working me. I was like, we're stopping there. I'm gonna have that world's first corn dog. Springfield, Illinois. So where is that located near? <clears throat> In the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh about halfway from Peoria to st louis missouri okay so halfway all right got it i kind of got in my brain i've kind of got the general geolocation who's famous that that, uh live there do you know i don't know abraham lincoln oh slap me i should have known that you should have because he's you know he's famous president yes all right let's get back on this thing all right so kind of a corn forward nose i'm getting the rice spice it's a little sweet uh you can tell it's a younger bourbon but something else going on there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I This is tricking me right here. This has got that uh, Sagamore, that old Maysville nose to it. Just so much rye coming through. Very sweet. Um, no fruit. Like you said, just corn. Yeah. I'm ready to taste just it. Just corn. Let's do it. All right. What did you say the proof was on this? 90 proof. Okay. So very sweet, very corn forward, a little thin. Yeah, I get all but that. But it's nice. It's a little nice on the mid palate. It's got kind of a a nice combination of sweetness and rye there. I kind of like. I mean, overall, the palate is not that impressive on it. I think it's... um I think it's good. You said this was a $35 bottle? I think uh $39.99. That's at total wine, so Yeah, the oak is definitely uh very prevalent on it. I'm getting that that sort of oak tannin on the back. I think that sweetness up front's coming from that toasted spire that's put in there. A little bit more sweetness, but the, it's also got that corn sweetness too. But the rice spice is a nice touch. This is, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You don't? <laughs> I, I hate saying that. No, I no. really, I, you know me well. I, I hate being negative about something, but this is, this is not my jam. It just has a funky taste to it to me. And I want to like it because it's that toasted oak. And <clears throat> Michter's has a toasted oak, and you didn't so much as like that one where I, I loved it. I, I think what you're getting is like, it's, Tell me if I'm right here. It's got kind of pencil shavings. You getting the pencil shavings kind of flavor to it? I know. I've never eaten pencil shavings before. <laughs> but you probably stood up there and sharpened your pencil down I have, to the just, I am getting something weird about this. It just, I, I want to like it, but it's just, that that taste is overpowering for me. Maybe it's too much rye. 
rye for me it's too high rye i'm not sure yeah i think there's a nice balance between the sweetness and the rye i think it's a little too thin up front i do get the pencil shavings though and that that sort of uh and that probably is coming from that spire i think maybe i'm getting like a rubber eraser (laughs) are you really i'm getting something i don't like. not magic marker though no i'm not getting magic marker but i this yeah i might let you take this dang bottle home jim um man i feel I feel bamboozled um, that I bought this. I should have passed it up. That's yeah. that's how I'm feeling. Well, here's here's something that we differ on. Now, for me, this is probably a pass as well. All right. But I'm not going to say that I don't like it. I'm just going to say that it was like, yeah, definitely would not buy a second bottle of it. I think it's probably something that I think it's a neat idea. And I think there's probably some potential there for some expressions that might work well. But for me, um, I think it's a little too thin. I think if it were a little bit higher proof and had another couple of years, eight years age on it, I think it'd be okay. What's that? What's that old saying? Fool me once. Shame yeah. on me. Yeah. What's that saying? You know? Well, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool, well, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. So basically, if you if you get my goat once, shame on you for doing that. But if I let you get me the second time, it's my fault. I guarantee you, I'm not going to be fooled twice. All right. I just, it for me, uh, man, I just don't like that taste. And I, like I said, I want to try it. Maybe it's just, well, we've had some young bourbons. I think there's going to be some people out there, Mike, that feel a little bit more like me. Um, I like that balance of sweetness and spice on it a little bit. I am a little confused by that, that sort of woody middle note that I'm getting at that, that, pencil shaving note i'm getting from it but um i think for the most part i'm glad i tried it i'm just not so sure i would go buy another bottle you know i i was i was stationed down and not stationed down in haiti i was deployed down to haiti and i was down there for about 18 months total um we got down there and our boat boat broke down and the parts had to come from like belgium or something some weird place the parts had to come from that <clears throat> for the engines we had in the boat and uh we were just down there forever, it seemed like. Then we got our parts replaced, and they were like, you just stay down there. But uh, in the meantime, we were down there. We got pretty creative with making stuff. And uh, we had these two Ford lockers on the boat. And those lockers in the, down there in the Caribbean, you get right around 150, 200 degrees inside those lockers. You know, you're on a steel boat. Yeah. Steel deck above it. And so we chunk up some fruit. And put in there. Now, you've ever drank any hooch? Oh, yeah. And we made some hooch. And I'm getting those flavors in this right here. Just too fruit forward for me. Yeah. Um, too too young. I don't know. I just, yeah, no. So this, this is definitely shows its youth. There's no doubt about it. It is corn, corn, corn. But it's got a nice rye spice kind of kick to it. I could see you. Whenever I smelt it, I was like, oh, I think Jim's going to like this. And that knowing that it has that rye spice to it, but I don't know. I just, I'm not getting something. It's not opening up. And I hate doing that to a company. I hate, but we're, we're trying to be honest. Um, sure. So for me, Mike, I don't know that I, I would certainly not gift a bottle of this to somebody. I would be hesitant to share it with somebody. But I think it would make a fine mixing whiskey. Um, I don't think it would. 
I, I think it would be a compliment to probably a mule or, um, you know, something else. I, I don't think that this, for me, I don't, I don't call it my daily sipper. I wouldn't sit and sip this on a daily basis. I wouldn't go buy a second bottle, but I'm not, I'm not going to give it away. Well, I definitely wouldn't give it to somebody because I. You said you'd give it to me. Well, I would give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd bless me with it, right? Because I, I, I know you. Because I, I know what you do. I know that you would pour it in a mule and yep. drink the hell out of I it. I will. And uh, I don't know. I, I might try it in a mule just to see how it tastes yep. with some ginger beer or maybe some ginger ale or something or some old L eight one. I'll give it another shot. I think it might even make Coast Coke taste better. What do you think? I don't know. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's gonna be real tough. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we proved on a show um, that larceny's pretty badass. Yeah, uh, this right here. I just, I really, you know me. I've talked about that before. I don't want to beat a company up. I would probably have to find this like in a bourbon bar, um, one of their other expressions, and try it first before I pull the trigger. Ever yeah. Again. So you know they have about seven different expressions of this, yeah. and we may have just picked the one that doesn't quite hit the mark for you. Yeah. Um. So I like people that step out of box, and Okaneden has definitely stepped out of the box with this. They're trying something new. They're buying good solid whiskey from a good whiskey maker and they're trying their own spin on it and congrats to them. Yeah. Maybe I just needed to find something different at one of their expressions to try And this was just wasn't me, you know, um, I, I, I think if you're a weeded bourbon guy and that's your gal and that's what your flavor is, I don't think this is going to be your jam at all. Um, and that's just my opinion. I got a weird, weird palate, I guess anyways, but if you want something that's very fruity, very it's got fruit and spice together, um, this would probably be your jam. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you like to, you like to reward a company that's sort of stepping out of the box and trying something new, and you like that nice uh, hit of spice on your bourbon, uh, I'd say give them a try. I wonder if they're going to get to a point where they're distilling their own juice though, and they're not sourcing anymore. And um, it could be, it could be. Um, I think that you know one of the things that they're doing here is, uh, you know, is sort of leading the charge in bottle finished whiskeys, and uh, somebody's got to, you know, break ground and try something new. I could almost say this was wasn't a Texas whiskey because we've been on that Texas whiskey kick lately and trying different Texas whiskeys, and the Texas whiskeys are like double that dark. Yeah, you know, I wonder we, how many days and nights these barrels spent in. Texas. Texas aging before they actually entered the bottle. Yeah, I would say it probably was in a controlled warehouse too, you know, where it's, you know, at least cooled down and stuff. It's not that hot because that's, you know, you can see clearly through it. And hey, great on Oak and Eden for stepping, like you said, stepping out of the box, trying something new, being in, innovative. You know, I think that's the way whiskey's going anyway so yeah and we know there's going to be people out there where this is a smack dab in the middle of their palate and they're going to love it to death so um if you if that's you enjoy your oak and eden uh you know the company's doing good work they're trying new things and you know all ships are raised by a rising tide that's right and you know oak and eden's doing something new here and who knows this technology may spur off and cause something fantastic to have an oak and eden reach out to us if you've got something else you want us to try, if you've got a an older expression or you have some other finishing method that you'd like us to try, uh, we'd love to do it. And uh, Mike, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? So you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, at The Bourbon Road. Um, you can find us, our Facebook group, The Bourbon Roadies. Um, we're about 650 people in there, growing every day. Hopefully, by the time this is out, we'll be at seven or 800. <clears throat> Got three questions you got to ask or answer. Um, yeah, so we want to make sure you're 21, that you know you're getting yourself into a bourbon group, and that once you're in there, you're going to play nice with everybody. And, uh, you know, what we're about is – you know, sharing the experience of bourbon with each other, you know, tasting notes, pictures, uh, trips that we've been on. You know, we love to share stories and we also like to share whiskey, but we don't sell it. There's there's all kinds of discussions in there from, you know, what we're talking about on the show to people from around the globe are taking photos, talking about whiskey, talking about whiskey prices. Um, we got some distillers in there. We've got people throughout the industry that'll answer questions. And I, I love that, you know, a couple of great people that always step forward for us is Lisa Wicker from um, Widow Jane and Pat Heist from Wilderness Trail. They're always coming in there and answering people's questions. And I, I feel our listeners feel lucky to have them in there. Absolutely. So we do two shows a week. Every Monday we'll do a craft distillery show like this. And it's not always a craft whiskey. Sometimes it's one of the big boys. But we'll review a whiskey. And, uh, you know, then once a week we'll also do a, a, a long format show where we sit down for an hour and we either talk to an interviewee, we bring somebody on the show and we talk to them, or Mike and I will explore some whiskeys together. We encourage you to listen to two shows a week as we uh, put out our content. And, uh Mike, I can be reached at jshannon63, and you are at? One Big Chief. Hey, give us both a follow and stuff. It, following us on there, uh, giving us a review on any of the places that you can listen to podcasts, that opens doors for us. Um, it helps us put out good content. Helps us get great guests. Um, I, I'm having a great time at this, Jim. I am too, and we will see you down the bourbon road. <laughs> appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly we always welcome comments or suggestions, and if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us. 